Welcome to the Badass Lightworker Podcast. My name is Ella Sang, and I'm a spiritual life and business coach, master manifester, and lover of all things woo. If you are a spiritual entrepreneur or leader looking to own your purpose and truth to make massive impact in this world, then you've found the right place. It is my mission to empower badass, ambitious lightworkers to embrace their soul purpose, shine their light online with confidence, and manifest their most soul-aligned business in life. You deserve to create your dream reality, and this podcast will give you all the spirituality manifestation, mindset, and business tools to make it happen. Get ready to raise your vibration big time and to raise the vibration of this entire planet with your light. You with me? What is up, my beautiful listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Badass Lightworker podcast. And if it's your first time here, thank you so much for pressing play and coming on to hang out with me today. So for my lovely regular listeners, you guys may have noticed or you may not have noticed that I took about a two to three week break from podcasting. And I want to share with you a little bit about what happened um, and how this ties into the subject of today's podcast interview with my beautiful friend, Kelsey Lauren. So over the last few weeks during the holiday season, basically, I went back home to Vancouver to visit my family and my boyfriend actually came along with me on the trip. Now, I made the mistake of overpacking my schedule with a lot of stuff with a lot of commitments to exciting collaborations um, with client work with planning for my upcoming program light up and manifest with trying to keep up with my content creation and essentially i got to a point where i felt super overwhelmed especially while trying to balance time with my family and with my boyfriend and this really helped to bring to my awareness an old subconscious pattern of mine. Now, you guys know that I am obsessed with identifying limiting subconscious programs and transforming them through NLP, neurolinguistic programming, Kundalini yoga, and energetic alchemy. So over the last few weeks, it was really this beautiful experience for myself to once again continue to practice what I preach and to use the tools that I know are so freaking potent and to use them on myself. So I was basically living fully this old pattern of mine where I would get so overwhelmed because I have packed myself with a lot of things to do that I essentially feel like a hamster on a wheel and I'm constantly just trying to do and do and do but I'm not really getting anywhere I'm not really doing the things that are going to move the needle and at the same time I'm also not giving enough time to important relationships like my family relationships and my romantic relationship. So it was really this big wake up call for me when I had, you know, a discussion with my boyfriend about, okay, like how do I actually organize myself so that I can give enough time for our relationship, for my family events, and really just stay sane over the holiday season. So that led me to decide to hold off of posting YouTube videos and podcasts for the two to three weeks that I was in Vancouver. And I think that it was just such a great experience for me to have this right when we were stepping into 2020 because it really just reminded me of what is 
my big focus for 2020. Now, I am a very goal-driven, ambitious person, and that's something about me that I would never want to change. But at the same time, I've really come to realize through this experience that I need to really balance my feminine energy, really invite in the yin and the flow and realize that I don't always need to be overwhelming myself, packing myself with a lot of things to do in order to achieve results or in order to move forward because this is something that I have done for the most of my life and it has gotten me this far in my life. It has gotten me amazing results, this ability to pack on a lot of things to achieve and to do and to complete a lot of things. But I think that now we're shifting into a new paradigm of being, a new paradigm of co-creating with the universe that yes, requires us to take action, but at the same time, it's about taking fewer, more aligned action, actually understanding what are the priorities, what are the things that are going to move the needle versus just this need of constantly doing, doing, doing in order to feel enough, in order to feel like that's the only way you can move forward. So these are essentially the topics that have been floating around my mind over the last few weeks. And I really wanted to share this with you guys because uh, especially as we were moving into 2020, you know, I had a bit of this kind of like anxious moment of thinking like, oh my God, I need to set my goals. I don't know what I want to set for my goals in 2020. Um, and immediately I was trying to force myself to get back into this doing mindset of like, okay, listing all the things that I wanna do. But I'm glad that I kind of just took this time to, take a step back and just to look at, okay, what has been causing me overwhelm? How can I change my patterns first before I look at, okay, what do I want to create and what do I want to achieve in 2020? So if you have been experiencing the same kind of things over the holidays, know that it is absolutely normal. And I think that especially during busy periods like the holiday season, this is where we really need to prioritize our self-care and just really being kind to ourselves and inviting in that feminine energy of simply being, being present, flowing, trusting as we continue to take action, but making sure that we are taking aligned action and not just trying to overwhelm ourselves by doing a lot of things. So hopefully all of that made sense. It's just basically an inspired brain dump of mine to kind of share with you guys what I have been working through. So I'm really excited to share with you guys today's podcast interview with my beautiful, beautiful friend, Kelsey Lauren. Uh, Kelsey and I actually met on Instagram, which is like my go-to place for meeting soul-aligned friends, I feel. And I am just so honored and grateful to have her come on this podcast and share with you her divine wisdom around feminine energy, around uh, human design, and a lot of the awesome topics that we cover. So we talk about coming into wild alignment, what that all means, how to use your human design, and how knowing your design helps you to live, create, and contribute to the world, and understanding why tapping into the feminine energy is so important to create balance, and how surrendering and allowing actually gets us closer to what we desire. So I'm gonna give you guys a quick intro to who beautiful Kelsey Lauren is. 
So as an alignment activation and conscious business mentor, Kelsey guides and initiates spiritual entrepreneurs and seekers to honor both their divinity and humanness as they cultivate wild alignment, unleash their medicine, and step into their dharma. Navigating her own traumas, trials, and tribulations led Kelsey on a journey to heal, uncover her truth, reclaim her power, and become deeply devoted to her mission of cultivating a more conscious world. Always marching to the tune of her own drum, her adventurous and questioning spirit has always sought to challenge norms, unearth truth with a capital T, and carve her own path. She draws on these qualities alongside her experiential, energetic, and intuitive wisdom, human design, her guided integration process, and business and marketing background to support her work. Her signature mentorship container, Soul Sovereignty, guides light leaders on a 12-week journey within to reawaken, activate deep alignment, and catalyze the unapologetic embodiment of their sacred truth. Currently, she is leaning more deeply into cultivating, taking, and sharing her own medicine, crafting an upcoming mentorship container for the soulpreneur ready to rise up and lead, and so much more. So I'm really excited for you guys to tune in and listen to the soul-connecting and deep conversation that Kelsey and I had. And as always, we would love to know that you're tuning in. So as you're listening, be sure to take a screenshot, share on over on your Instagram stories, tag myself at PSMLA, and also tag Kelsey at KelseyLauren.life. So without further ado, let's jump into this interview, and I hope you enjoy. Woot, woot! I am so excited to have on the Badass Lightworker podcast today, my soul sister, Kelsey. How's it going, Kelsey? Good, good. How are you, Ella? It's so nice to be here. I'm good, and it's so nice to have you on here as well, and super, super nice to have you shining your light and sharing your wisdom with everyone today. So before we jump into today's interview and a lot of the cool, exciting questions that I have for you, let's start off with a fun little spiritual speed date session, shall we? Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, first question is, what's your favorite crystal? Okay, right now I'm really jamming with Labradorite or a shamanic dream crystal. I've been getting so much like intuitive wisdom and downloads coming through in my dreams. Um, so I've been sleeping with one under my pillow and it's just like been blowing my mind open, the things that have come through. So I'm loving working with those right now. Can you share with us what kind of <laughs> dreams or like what kind of effects is it to put like, um, you called it a shamanic dream crystal? Yeah. So it basically like looks like a quartz. It's kind of clear, the one I have anyways. Um, I just find that like it really helps me to remember what I dreamed about the night before and I keep a journal next to my bed as well so first thing in the morning I can either like write it out on the journal or like write it on my notes app but yeah just like super vivid dreams super like symbolic I've been having tons of dreams about snakes and very like kundalini awakening-esque experiences I feel like I'm being hit in the face with like kundalini everywhere so I'm it's probably going to be something I explore soon (laughs) Yeah, that's so amazing. And what book is your favorite spiritual staple read? Oh, okay, The Alchemist is one that I go to a lot. But right now, the one that's cracking me wide open in ways I never knew is Women Who Run With the Wolves. Mm. I have been exploring the feminine and it's just been 
so beautiful to help me connect with that feminine energy and just like really reawaken the wild woman within me. Yeah, I love it. I've seen that book everywhere, but I've never read it myself because I think I actually went to the bookstore once to look at it and it's so thick and a bit intimidating. I flipped through it. I was like, now does not feel like the time. Maybe later. <laughs> it's it's like a slow time to get through it, but I like commit every day to just like get through a tiny bit. And like every time I open it up, I'm just like, my heart just like bursts wide open. I'm like, so touched by everything that's in there. So if it if it presents itself to you, I would definitely recommend reading it. Wow, really <laughs> added on my list. And what's your most memorable spiritual or soul connection experience? You probably have a bunch, but what's the most memorable? Oh my gosh, this is a hard question to answer. I think for me, it kind of comes in two parts. Every rock bottom I've ever had has been like a mini spiritual awakening for me mm. and has really like connected me with my intuition and strengthened my trust muscle. Um, but I've also had really affirming experiences with like my intuition and my like Claire cognizance, Claire audience, um, where I've actually like communicated with spirit. And then the mm -hmm. thing that I've communicated with spirit on had manifested within like 24, 48 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's so hard to pick. I think one of them is like breaking my ankle. I knew the day before I was going to go rock climbing that something was going to happen. And I had this like weird intuitive hit that I was going to end up having a major shift in my life happen that day. And I ended up in the hospital breaking my ankle, but it was the most beautiful catalyst into where I am now. So I'm so grateful. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Having that connection with spirit and just like getting all those like intuitive nudges is always so great. Yeah. I love it. And what's your favorite piece of spiritual wisdom? Mm, I would say the one that I live by most and the one that I try to embody the most is the as within, so without concept. Ooh. I think like literally the inner creates the outer in everything that you do ever. And um, I find when I'm disconnected from my inner world, when I'm not present and in my body, that's when the outer world is so chaotic. So the more I practice coming back into self, coming back into center, doing my work, that's when the magic really starts to happen. Yeah, I love it. It's so beautiful too. So simple to the point, yet profound. Yeah. Final question for you here is what's the most important trait for you in a soulmate partner? Oh, there's definitely two, but they're kind of connected. So <laughs> openness and a willingness to show up for themselves and do their own work. Ooh, I love that one. So true and so important because you don't got the time and energy to take care of someone else. Like they have to be yeah. doing their own work. Totally. And that's like really what the word partner to me mm. is an embodiment of is somebody who it's like a running mate, not somebody that you have to mother or yeah. carry or vice versa. So I think somebody that's like willing to be on their own path is hundred percent what I would want in a partner. And I have in a partner right now. So Yay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So now let's jump into the exciting questions I have in store for you today. First of all, can you please tell us more about who you are, what you do in your business, and how you shine your light in the world? Yes, my pleasure. So my name is Kelsey Loren. I'm a guide, a mentor, facilitator, and a space holder for individuals who are looking 
to more fully explore their humanness and divinity. So for those seeking to anchor deeply into their truth with a capital T, activate alignment and rewild the way that they're showing up, being, creating, contributing, and sharing their medicine in the world. So my work is really not about creating a dynamic of need between me and clients. I really believe with every cell in my body that we are our own best medicine. All we need is to be reconnected with the wisdom that exists within us. So currently, I offer a space to do that through my signature Soul Sovereignty Mentorship Container. It's a 12-week journey through the process of reconnecting to your personal truth, cultivating deep self-connection and alignment. Every journey starts with an energetic inventory, diving into human design as a lens to better understand your unique energetic signature. We move into authentic essence integration, building out an alignment roadmap, um, and then the beautiful work of understanding your inner landscape. So navigating shadow, the subconscious blocks, limiting beliefs, to move into doing the reprogramming and rewiring work like EFT, meditations, um, guided integration journeys. There's a really big chunk of it that is focused on coming back into your body to connect with your inner guidance system. I love to explore tools and concepts like embodiment, boundaries, astrology, cycles, breath work, the masculine and the feminine. Um, and it's all delivered in a really amazing online portal that's highly self-study so that weekly sessions can remain focused on holding space and being intuitively guided. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. I love all of it so much. Literally like just getting those little goosebumps because I'm so so all about everything that you just said. And specifically when it comes to talking about truth with, with a capital T and also alignment, how did your journey start um, when it comes to realizing that it's important to look at these things, to come in alignment with your truth and also just to tap into daily alignment? Like how did that all start? How did your journey begin? Totally. Um, okay. So where to, how far do I go back? <laughs> um, <laughs> I am formally trained in marketing. I was working in an eight year marketing career before I had my climbing accident and broke my ankle. But the whole time that I was in that career path, I just like had this feeling that that kept coming up about wanting to do my own thing. I really had this entrepreneurial spirit and I knew that I just didn't love being in the confines of a nine to five. Um, and having to sit in silence by myself for 21 weeks as I was recovering is ultimately what led me to even exploring or being aware of the coaching realm and mentorship mm -hmm. and all of the beautiful inner work and connection that comes along with it. So I honestly felt like I had found home when I stumbled upon the industry and just wanted to really put my own spin on it, put my own mark on it, and really develop my medicine in the way of connecting with people and sharing the wisdom that I've learned from my education, from my experiences, my vast collection of rock bottoms. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just this like constant feeling of like, I needed to do something for me that had to do with my personal medicine, my personal magic and how I could share that in the world. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. I mean, as someone who also came from a marketing background, I totally know what you mean. It's like, yeah, it's fun. But then after a while you're like, 
there's gotta be something a bit more. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It felt like it was missing something. <laughs> yeah, like even like when you're doing the marketing, it's so much easier when it's marketing for a message and a cause that you strongly feel connected to that you know is going to create a bigger impact. So I absolutely love that. Now, I know that within your work, as you mentioned, human design is a huge part of it. Can you please share with us more about how you use human design in your coaching work and how knowing our design helps us to live, create, and contribute? Yes. So yeah, human design astrology, two tools that I love, but I like to talk about them as just that, tools. Mm -hmm. They are a lens um, through which we can understand ourselves better. I know there's a lot of rhetoric. In fact, my first initial meeting with human design um, it was very prescriptive and rigid. It felt very much like another box to fit myself mm -hmm. into. And so when I really started digging deeper into it, um, I really realized the wisdom behind the fact that it was an experiment. It mm -hmm. was meant to be something that you play with and you dance with your energy in a way that is in alignment with who you are. And so I love to bring human design in as a lens to help my clients understand their energy, the aura, their energetic signature in the world, and how they can best tap into that energy to show up in the ways that are going to be the most aligned and beautiful for them. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. And how did you stumble upon it? <laughs> so a couple of years ago, I randomly saw it on social media, Googled my chart, and was like, this is too overwhelming. I'm not looking at this. <laughs> I know. And for like... <laughs> Yeah. For six months after that, it was just everywhere. I was getting like random emails about human design. I was seeing it on Instagram, on Facebook, on podcasts. And I was like, okay, okay. I think I need to look into this a little bit more. So I finally like kind of took it more seriously and then just totally dove down the rabbit hole. I bought the 444 page textbook, mm -hmm. um, understanding your human design, the signs of differentiation and just have since loved it and started lapping up as much wisdom as I possibly can and really starting my own personal experiment. So yeah, that's super cool. And I totally relate to that because that's exactly what happened with me and Kundalini. It's like all of a sudden it's everywhere and it doesn't stop. So you mentioned that it's like an experiment. And so how exactly does it work? So when someone finds out their design, maybe for example, you can share with us your design, how can they experiment with that knowledge and how can they then apply it in their life and in their business? Totally. So I guess I'll use myself as an example. I am a projector. Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, there are a couple of types, energy types, which are generators. I believe Ella is a generator, <laughs> manifesting generators. These are the lucky folks who have connection to sacral energy, that beautiful, juicy life force energy that we all love to be around. Projectors are non-energy types, just as magical. And then manifestors, non-energy types, and reflectors. And so when I first started looking at human design and seeing that I was a non-energy type, at first I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh man, like that sucks. That's kind of disempowering. Um, but then I realized like how beautiful it was to um, really embody and embrace the projector energy that is like becoming really wise and a really amazing expert at seeing into things and 
diving deep and delving into like the nitty gritty details and being that person who can be a great source of wisdom for the world around you Mm -hmm. should you be invited. (laughs) And that was the key for me. So I think when you're exploring human design, the first thing to know is your type. The second thing to know is your strategy. The third thing to know is your authority. Those are really going to be the ultimate like guide systems for you to start playing around with your energy and understanding. So for me, experimenting as a projector looked like really embodying the weight for the invitation. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of pulling back, a lot of withholding, a lot of coming into my own container and really cultivating my own medicine, recognizing myself and just allowing myself to put myself out there and let other people invite me in to share. And literally since I've started experimenting, things have been shifting in radical ways within my personal life, within my business and my practice. And so it's just this constant dance with like seeing where you feel most aligned within the parameters of that energetic signature that you have. Yeah, that is so cool. And what I really love about it is that, like you said, it's really a dance. It's not like, okay, I need to have it figured out or I need to be a certain way because like we said, oh, everybody loves energy. So why don't I have the energy? But it's really about understanding what is your signature and dancing along with it so that you can really uniquely express yourself. Now, in talking Mm. about energies, I know that these days you've been exploring more the feminine side of things and feminine energies. And what exactly does that mean? And why do you think that tapping into our feminine is so important? Totally. Good question. Um, So traditionally, my whole life, I have been very much in my masculine, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I was always kind of the go-getter. I was doing things and making stuff happen. I've always been very assertive and very like typically masculine traits. Um, And so I was very resistant to even the idea of femininity or like being in the feminine. And realistically, the feminine found me. I did not find the feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, it was really just being forced into um, starting with my broken ankle and then into even other seasons of my life, slowing down, stillness, making room for release, for death, for letting go so that you can open up to the gifts that are the feminine creativity and flow and be receptive to all of the intuitive wisdom that is akin to the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, for me, just exploring it lately has been a lot of embracing a season of stillness, a season of just being in surrender. And that doesn't mean doing nothing. It just means to be okay with whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. And when it comes to stillness too, what have been some of your practices recently for doing that? Because I know for myself, completely relate to you is that all my life I've been very masculine, go, 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 even now. Um, And it's funny too, because I've been pulling a lot of uh, Oracle cards these days that all kind of point to stillness. But how exactly do we practice stillness? And what are some of the ways that you have been able to incorporate that in your life? So good. My favorite, and I think I'm just like so spoiled and lucky to live where I live, but I go to the mountains and go outside. I think being (laughs) in nature is like the ultimate like Xanax for me. (laughs) Like I'm just like, ah, yes, this is good. Um, 
so that um, I've been doing a lot of just like breathing, breath work, meditation. Um, I love to dive into automatic writing and I, I love having my cards with me and just like being able to be very intuitive about pulling a card and then automatic writing about what is within the wisdom of the card I've pulled. And so, um, yeah, just a lot of pulling back. I spend a lot of time in an infrared sauna that just helps me connect with my body. Mm -hmm. Um, taking baths, just like really kind of self-care, traditional self-care things, um, for me have been very powerful in connecting back with stillness. Yeah, I really love that because sometimes I think the misconception with stillness, like you said, is like, oh, like you just do nothing. Same thing. Surrender is like, okay, you sit there, don't, don't do anything. But for someone like me, it's like, that's super difficult to do. So it's really cool to know that it's really about just coming back in your body and allowing intuition to flow through in a lot of cases. Uh, mm -hmm. When it comes to intuition as well, I want to chat a little bit about that because I think so many of us are trying to understand how can I be more intuitive? How can I connect deeper with my intuition? And what has your journey been like when it comes to connecting with your intuition and even finding practices like automatic writing? Um, what are some of the ways that you have been able to tap into your intuition and really build that connection with your inner guidance? Totally. Um, I think the most powerful thing for me was the realization that intuition has nothing to do with the head. Mm -hmm. um, and human design touches on this a lot too with like the strategies and authorities. Everything that I've found about becoming more intuitively connected is about coming back into the body, grounding into that humanness in order to access and be a bridge to the divine. Mm. And so, yeah, it's it's been a lot of like embodiment coming back into the body. For me, climbing has been a really beautiful gateway for connecting to my intuitive wisdom because I can't imagine a more present practice than literally like the only thing you can focus on is the holds in front of you and just like being in the moment. And so that's been a really powerful tool for me. But like I said, a lot of the other ones is just sitting in meditation or breathing or doing things that make you feel like you're grounded and rooted because you mm -hmm. can't connect with that wisdom until you're grounded and rooted. Yeah. And even once you're grounded and rooted and you can kind of tap into that wisdom, how do you differentiate between, okay, that's actually my intuition versus, oh, that's actually fear speaking? Because that's another thing is that sometimes when we do get those intuitive hits, it's like, wait, did that really come through as guidance or did I think that up? Or is that fear talking? Is that the ego? Like, how do you differentiate and how do you know? Yeah, so... Uh, it's always love. It's always <laughs> love when it's intuition. Um, honestly, whenever I hear like a limiting belief or a fear-based anything, immediately now my practice is this is coming from my head. And if it's coming from the head, it isn't your intuitive guidance. It's, it's that ego. It's that fear voice. And so for me, it's, it's really being able to come back into my heart space, really really getting back into my body and listen to what my, the feeling, the sensory experience is, is telling me. So it's, um, yeah, it's just been a lot about reconnecting with the body and trying to allow the head to have its conversations separate from the intuitive guidance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And yeah, completely agree. Normally it's like, 
that feeling of love and support that comes through. That's generally how I would go like, okay, that's probably my intuition. Now, what are some of your favorite rituals every single day when it comes to just like waking up and really grounding yourself in your power and setting yourself up for that daily alignment so that you can create from a space of creativity and intuition um, versus from like this place of like, oh, I have to do this and that hustle masculine mentality? Yeah. So I have become probably annoying to my partner a little bit, but (laughs) I have been totally embracing the million hour morning routine. And like, it is non-negotiable for me. The first thing I do when I open my eyes is really try to connect with my body and what it's telling me I need. So whether it's gentle movement or water. I really am intuitive about my morning practice. It never really looks the same, but there are consistent kind of rituals that I bring in. So it could be anything from slow, gentle movement, going in the sauna, drinking and crafting an elixir, um, a lot of like meditation, breathing. Um, Every day I will do some form of journaling, writing and card pulling, um, really to just ground into gratitude Um, and set an intention for the day and just allow myself to kind of check in and allow any thoughts that are in the subconscious to come out on paper. But yeah, very fluid. I am such a non-structured person, so Mm -hmm. I definitely need to do things intuitively. I love that. Yeah. And it's so important because every single day your needs are going to shift depending on the energies, depending on what's happening. So it's really great to tune in and just do what feels right for the day. Um, specifically for journaling, I want to talk a little bit about that because I think for a lot of people who uh, may be in the beginning stages of starting a journaling practice, it can be a bit daunting. I remember when I first started, it's like, okay, I have this notebook. What do I write now? Like, can I only journal when I have prompts? So what exactly does that journaling practice look like? Do you use specific prompts? Um, I know you mentioned that you would do a card poll and just kind of write intuitively what comes out um, as the meaning for the card. But what are some of your favorite journaling practices that have allowed you to tap into uh, deeper wisdom and knowledge and just also to like allow any like subconscious crap sometimes to come out and be cleared? What are some of those things that really um, light you up to journal about? Awesome. Yeah. Um, So I think what really got me started was actually Amanda Cameron. She wrote The Artist's Way, her concept of morning pages. Heard of Um, that. Basically like first thing you touch when your eyes open is a pen and paper and for 30 minutes you just write and let it all come out and what she teaches is that basically when you when it's the first thing you're doing that day that's the perfect opportunity for anything in your subconscious mind to just flow out you haven't started looking at social media you haven't read emails you haven't started being inundated and allowing the conscious mind to start turning Mm-hmm. So that really got me started um, into my journaling practice, just having that ritual every 30 minutes every day. Um, now it's a little bit more of a structured practice where I'll incorporate um, some gratitude. So I basically started out with, I have an abundance of dot, 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 and then just brain dump everything. And then I'll do an energy, mood, and emotion check-in. Um, I'll move into a, how do I want to feel today? So setting an intention. And then my card poll is really oriented around that. How do I want to feel? So if I say I want to feel abundant, 
I will pull three cards and the questions will be, how do I feel abundant in mind, body, spirit? And each mm -hmm. card will have to do with the mind, body, spirit. And so, um, yeah, I'll just kind of like, I'll read the card, I'll sit with it and then I'll just automatic write whatever comes up for me there. Yeah. Love that so much. And these days when it comes to um, the different work that you're doing in your self-discovery and self-exploration, what are some of the things coming up for you when it comes to limiting beliefs? Like, uh, do you have particular ones that you're currently working with? And if so, what are they and how are you shifting through those? Oh, totally. I mean, who doesn't have limiting beliefs? But... <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, I'm like, which, which catalog do I start in? Um, I mean, right now as I'm stepping more fully into sharing my medicine, opening up my mentorship containers, a lot of it has to do with that fear of showing up, that fear mm. of oh, what if, what if it's not enough or, um, whatnot. So a lot of that, um, comes up in my journaling and it's I do a lot of tapping in the morning as well to just mm -hmm. kind of clear out the initial yeah. um to just get myself out of that state if I'm starting to feel that way and then be mm -hmm. able to clear my head into moving into journaling but um yeah a lot of like fear of showing up a lot of fear of almost like fear of success I don't know if you've experienced that too yeah, but just sure. like what if things go really well? Then what happens? <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of that. And then I've also been having, it's been like two years of injuries with my physical body as a climber. And so a lot of limiting beliefs there that I'm working through. Um, but I mean, it's like a new flavor every day that you kind of have to work through. It's just learning how to cultivate the right toolkit to manage and work through your mm -hmm. beliefs. Yeah, isn't it funny how the human mind works? It's like, I'm afraid I'm going to be a failure. And then it's like, I'm afraid I'm going to be a success. So it's like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> <laughs> Completely get that. Yeah, and so you mentioned EFT as part of your toolkit. So how exactly does that work? Oh, so there is a basically a tapping formula. You're going through each meridian point in the body and then you've got a statement. Um, I personally like to tweak it a little bit mm -hmm. um, where it's, it's basically like an even though I have statement, I still profoundly love and accept myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're basically gonna go through, you're gonna say the full statement starting with one of the points, the karate chop, go through all of the meridian points, however many times you need to, to bring that state down. Um, and for me, like if I'm high anxiety that day and I tap, probably like I take three or four different um, go arounds, mm -hmm. it totally like brings me down to a way that I can like manage what's going on in my head and, and come back into my body. So it's been like a really beautiful practice. Yeah, yeah. EFT is uh, really powerful. And I think that it just really goes to show sometimes that we think, oh, I have these limiting beliefs, I can't move forward or whatever that is. But it's like, no, you literally have so many tools when you open yourself up. That's like, as you said, super simple to tap through a couple of minutes, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes. And it's like, you can actually really easily shift your states. So yeah. in talking about that as well, like with these limiting beliefs popping up, especially as you expand beyond your comfort zone, 
what keeps you going? What keeps you going in your mission instead of throwing the towel in like, I can't do this, it's too hard. I'm afraid of failure, I'm afraid of success. Like what keeps you motivated to keep on showing up? Um, I, I honestly, I love what I'm doing so much that it like the thought of doing anything else just feels soul crushing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love connecting. I love creating. I love learning and sharing, um, my medicine and wisdom with people. And I couldn't imagine another way currently anyways, for me to do that. That's more aligned. And so anytime they come up with a limiting belief. It's almost like, okay, well, what, what then? If I decide to quit on myself, what then? Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't, I can never answer it. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I guess I'm on the right path. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. What then? I really like that question. Awesome. And so with your vision as well, what does that look like as you are pursuing your mission and doing your light work, sharing your medicine, what is that bigger impact that you're looking to create? Um, A way that I always like love to ask this question is like, you know, the moment, the day that you have to leave this planet and you like take that look back, what do you want to leave behind? Oh, so beautiful. When I think about this, like, I don't know if it's just like a vision of Lemuria, but I just like, I want people, yeah, I just want people and this planet to be in a state of like freedom and peace. And we have a lot of work to do. And I think the more people step up to the plate to be light leaders, to share and grow, expand their consciousness, spread love around the world. I think it's just, it's, it's creating massive waves and I just want to be a part of that. Um, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen regardless, but it's so beautiful to get to touch people's lives and and Mm -hmm. support people in really accessing the like undeniable power that exists within them to change Mm -hmm. themselves, to change the world at large to to just be and and love how they live yeah i love that undeniable power within themselves that is so powerful i absolutely love it and so what kind of advice would you give um other light workers out there who are in the beginning stages of their journey perhaps they're struggling with you know a lot of the self-doubt a lot of the um uncertainty even of like what do i even want to offer like i know that i have this power i know i have something big to offer but I'm not really sure where it is or which direction to go. What advice would you give them? Slow down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love I the think... way you said that too. It's not even like slow down. It's like slow down. Slow down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, it's, it's really getting into a space where you can start cultivating a deeper awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's an awareness of where you're at what you want, why you want it, how you're feeling. Um, it, it all starts with kind of tapping into that stillness and that surrender of the feminine that we were talking about um, coming back into your body. And I think it's almost like people are trying to like run before they've learned how to walk or crawl sometimes mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I have this beautiful idea. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start a business. I want to do something incredible, whatever that might be. And 
it's like an A to B interaction, but we're forgetting about the beautiful metamorphosis of the transformation that has to happen in between before we go from our current state to our desired reality. And so it's really like becoming willing and open to preparing the soil and being in the process and being present and slow and surrendered and open to the truth that's going to come through you inevitably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Really about embracing the process instead of just like trying to rush to the outcome. And in doing that as well, definitely trust, you know, trust and surrender, trusting that you will be guided, trusting that, you know, the answers are going to come up when you wait, when you show up and take the action is really big. And what tips do you have for just embracing deeper trust, whether it's for showing up for a bigger mission or just having that trust that if right now someone is not in the best place in their life, that things are going to work out. How do we really practice that deep sense of trust? Totally. Um, I honestly feel like it starts with coming back to loving on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of the times when we're not trusting, it's because we're trying to focus too much on things that are outside of ourselves and outcomes and the future future tripping and stuff so I think it's it really comes down to coming back into you and allowing you to hold space for you and Mm -hmm. to love on yourself for where you're at and to just pour love into yourself so that you can have that strength to show up again and again and again because setbacks and roadblocks are going to happen Um, And that's just, that's something that you need to do to build your nervous system to get to that next level state. Mm -hmm. So just keep coming back to you. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Yeah, self-love is such a big part of the equation. And it's actually really interesting because a lot of times when we talk about trusting, I actually don't think so much about like the role of like loving on yourself. So thank you so much for bringing that up. Mm. And what are some of the exciting things coming up in the pipelines for you in your personal life and also in your business as well? Oh, well, my personal life today, my computer just broke. So I'm getting a new (laughs) laptop. (laughs) I'm just going to look at it in the most positive way I possibly can. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's coming up. Um, It's my birthday next week. So I'm really excited to start a new chapter and just really like keep expanding as a human being um, in whatever way that looks like personally. And then in my, in my mentorship practice, in my container, I I have launched my soul sovereignty platform um, and the waitlist is now open for January 2020 and that is just the beginning. I have so many beautiful courses planned, a second mentorship container that's going to be called The Call, focused a lot more on soulpreneurship and developing your light leadership and your medicine in a business format. So mm-hmm. Um, definitely very excited to be putting that together probably in the spring. Yay, that's amazing. And also some of the courses that you mentioned, are you able to give us like a little bit of a sneak preview of what those are going to be on? Yeah, so I one of the ones that I'm really excited about in my Soul Sovereignty mentorship, we touch on like cyclical wisdom, seasonal mm-hmm. wisdom, going through astrology, tapping into the lunar phases. If you're a woman, your moon cycle, 
Um, so it'll be, my first course will probably be a little bit of a riff on that, going into a lot of detail on how to use those cycles, seasons, um, and wisdom to create more alignment and how to actually integrate those into your day-to-day -day life. I know when I first started hearing about a lot of this, I had no idea how to put it into practice. So I really want to create a container for that. Um, another one will probably be a little bit more business and branding focused, bringing mm -hmm. in my marketing experience, um, really connecting to your sacred why and bringing in your soul into your soul-based business. Yeah, love those. And specifically for the cyclical wisdom, are you able to like share like a tip with us on that right now or even just like give us like a little bit of a um a guide on like how that works because for me for example i've heard a lot about that right like working with the lunar cycles working with the cycles of the season and etc but i personally never really understood 100 percent how that works so what exactly does that mean totally so shameless not so shameless plug my newsletter that comes out i do two <laughs> a month but the first one every month is a bit of a like energy report that helps you really tap into it's more of the astrological energy of the season um so that's a really great place to start but i would say honestly like pick one that you want to really tap into whether it's the lunar mm -hmm. phases whether it's astrology and just allow yourself to be open to understanding the energetics behind it and finding resources that are going to support you in integrating or understanding it in a way that uh, resonates with you. I think there's a lot of information out there that yeah. can be very overwhelming, especially in the realm of astrology and stuff. Um, so I think it's, it's really finding a person or a resource or a way to integrate it in a way that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Now, one of my, my second to last question for you is, if you were to create for yourself one mantra to reaffirm your badassery, what would it be? Oh, stay wild. <laughs> stay wild. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love, love, love it. And how can my audience come learn more about you, hang out with you, um, and all that great stuff? Oh, I would love to grow my community with your beautiful community as well. You have cultivated such a beautiful space online here. Um, I am findable on every platform, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. My website is all KelseyLoren.life um, across the board. So amazing. I love that consistency and easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> also drop all the links below in the show notes so that everyone can easily access them so thank you again kelsey so much for coming on the badass lightworker podcast today it's always so nice to be in your energy and i appreciate you so much thank you ella you beautiful human it was a pleasure <laughs> So I hope you enjoyed this lit up interview that I had with Kelsey and it's so amazing because every single time I chat with Kelsey, no matter how overwhelmed or anxious or whatever it is that I was feeling before, she just has this calming 
nature to her presence that really allows me to connect deeper and invites me to embrace and embody my feminine side to really flow with everything that's going on in life. So I hope you enjoyed our conversation, that you were able to take away a lot of beautiful insights, and I look forward to catching you on next week's episode of the Badass Lightworker Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Badass Lightworker Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and this podcast, I would be forever grateful if you can subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, as that helps more badass lightworkers find this podcast. Let's be sure to keep in touch. You can find me over on Instagram at PSMLA, on Facebook and my Facebook group, Badass Lightworker Tribe, or over on my website, PSMLA.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, go out there, shine your light, and make some massive impact. I love you.